Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You had a fabulous holiday weekend. I have got an NFL Hall of Famer coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. And remember, they're available around the clock for all of your needs. You have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there for you. N-E-W wrxplumbing.com remember new works plumbing has a fix for you newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com my guest on today's podcast played 13 years in chicago with the bears one of the great players in the history of that organization first ballot hall of famer it's always great to talk to brian urlacher brian good to have you on the show how are you Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. You know, there's been so much talk about coaching and the hiring and firing. You played for a lot of different coaches. What are some of the things in your mind that make a good coach? I think, if, if number one, if there were players respect him. You know, I, I was very fortunate. I only played for two head coaches. It was uh, Coach Duran and Coach Smith. So fortunate to play for two great coaches. But also, we had a lot of assistants as well. Now, I don't think people realize how much the assistant coaches help the head coaches. You know, the, the D coordinator is, is a big deal as well, but the assistant coaches, I mean, that's who, we, that's who we're with every day. You know, Coach Babich was ours, my linebacker coach for nine years, my last nine years. And they're huge help in the relationship between us and our head coach because they get us on the same page. But, you know, if you don't have to respect your players as a head coach, you're not going to do well, I don't believe. I was really disappointed by the comments from the law firm representing Brian Flores as it related to him not getting the job in Houston. I personally thought it was a real slap in the face of Lovey Smith. As you said, you played for Lovey yes. Smith. I know you that speak. That pissed me off. Yeah, it was yeah, awful. Sorry. sorry to cut you off, but no. that really pissed me off because, you know, Lovey's a great man. He's a great head coach. Um, and, and to say what he said about Lovey getting that job, or the, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was, it was definitely a slap in the face to Coach Smith. And for someone who's fighting for diversity and head coaches for football, you should be happy Levy Smith got that job. Yep, I agree. If, if you're Brian Flores, I, the whole thing really made me mad, and it just wasn't fair to Levy. Amen. Yeah, you and I think alike. What What are the characteristics that you really like? What was it uh, like playing for Levy Smith? Man, you know, he treated you like a man, number one. Um, if you made a mistake or if you screwed up, he fined you. <laughs> or you did something, you know, when you were wrong, you got punished for it. But he just... He, he's one of those guys that you don't want to let down. You know, he's kind of like a, a, a father figure. Um, 
for me, he was because you could talk to him about anything, you know, and I went through a lot of stuff in my career personally, and I knew I could always go talk to him. His door was always open, but football-wise, what I appreciated, he listened to us. You know, he knew we were out there playing and the situations that come up in the game, we need to have conversations on, and he always listened to us during the week, during the games, if we need to change, change something. He was always open to that as a defense, and, and you know we really appreciate that as players. You know, it's pretty amazing that you said you only played for two head coaches in your career. I mean, 13 years in the NFL, not a lot of players can say that. I know, and, and you look at after uh, they fired Lovey, they've been through four. <laughs> they're on their fourth one now right. in the last, what, nine years. So it's, I think it says a lot about what he did there. You know, in his last year, he got fired. He was 10-6. and six. You know, so sure. I think it says a lot about what he did and what he meant to that organization because they've been really struggling. Uh, since he left. Well, shoot, Nagy with the playoffs two out of four years, he was there. Yeah. He got fired too. So I, I don't know what the expectations are for uh, for the coaches there. You know what, Brian? Uh, as much as you respect and all the great things you say about Lovey Smith, I don't know if you brought Vince Lombardi back that could win in Houston right now. That's going to that's gonna be a tough chore. I, uh, I, yeah, they got a long way to go. But you know what? Um, the, once the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson situation uh, sorts itself out, I think they'll know where to go for quarterback and what they're going to do. But I know one thing about a Lovey Smith coach team is they will play hard and they will get takeaways. Yep. You can guarantee that no matter who's on the field, those 11 guys that are out there, offense or defense or special teams, is going to fly to the football fast as hell. A couple of months ago, I had Robbie Gold on my podcast. Can you freaking believe that he's still playing in the National Football League and kicking, man? man That's unbelievable. It's fun. His rookie year was 2005. Right. He, you know, he was on the, we got him from the Patriots practice squad. I was like, who the hell is this guy? You figured out real quick who he was because he, <laughs> he never missed. And, and Soldier Field is not an easy place to kick. Um, I another guy, the Bears let him go <laughs> for <laughs> for money purposes, I guess. And he's just he's still kicking field goals, still still competing. Uh, and he's a good guy. He was a, a good teammate and a you know for a kicker, it's hard for a kicker to kind of be a leader on your team. But Robert was one of those guys, the younger guys to go to and talk to. Uh, you had to be happy as hell for him watching him make that game winning kick against Green Bay in the playoffs, man. That was awesome. You know, and then what he said after the game, I saw yeah. the comments. The <laughs> was, uh, was pretty good. But you know what? It's an emotional game. He played against Green Bay for, you know, 10 years in a row, twice a year in Chicago. So, so send him out of the playoffs like that, it's going to be pretty special for him. You know, I had a chance to talk to you. It was the first time that I had interviewed you up at the driving range at the uh, Celebrity Golf Tournament in Lake Tahoe. It was right before you were getting inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Was that experience everything you thought it would be? The week of it is amazing. You know, leading up to it, it's really stressful, Grant, because, man, you just don't know what to expect. And your speech is, is you want it to be great. You don't want to sound like an idiot. Um, you don't want to leave, number one, you don't want to leave anybody out, which I did, not on purpose, but it's just, it's hard to squeeze everyone who's affected your life in a positive way in those 15 minutes. To, to, to yep. say what you, you think they deserve in those 15 minutes is really hard. So, um, yes and no, but the week was amazing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll put it this way. So I'm not a napper. I don't really take naps during the day. When I got back from the Hall of Fame, I napped for three straight days. <laughs> like, I did my normal, my daily routine, but I found a way to sneak a nap in there early afternoon every day. That's how tired I was. Just an amazing experience with all my – you think about it, you got your, your elementary, high school, college, and NFL career all together. Everyone is there meshed together for the whole weekend. It's really cool. You know, you talked about thanking those who were responsible for your success. If, you, if we leave family members out of it, who had the biggest impact on your career? my gosh. You know, I could go to every level. Honestly, I could say high school, it was Coach Quinones, who basically took me under his wing when I was in eighth grade and helped me do the right things in the weight room, personally, you know, made sure I was on the right jack. In high school, uh, college, 
man, Bronco Mendenhall was my D coordinator in my last two years, along with Rocky Long was our head coach. And then I had Dennis Franchione my first two years when I was there. And Gary Patterson was our D coordinator. So many great coaches I played for. And then NFL, shoot, um, Greg Blosh, my first D coordinator for my first four years. Uh, and then you got Babich. We had Coach Rivera for a while. And obviously Coach Smith as well. It's just, mm. it's hard to, to name just one guy because at every level I had so many guys affect me in a positive way. There's guys that were, they were dicks too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And they didn't, don't want to mention them, but <laughs> there was a more positive. <laughs> More positive than negative. I had the pleasure of working in uh, Illinois for three years in the 80s when the Bears won the Super Bowl. So I had a chance to go to Soldier Field uh, a number of times and stand on the sideline, which was quite an experience. You know, when you think back at your career, one organization, you know, the success that you had getting to a Super Bowl, the Pro Bowls, uh, and again, what, what, when you look back at that, what was the greatest part of playing in Chicago? The fans. I mean, our fans are amazing. You know, we, we weren't always good. That's for damn sure in Chicago. But our fans came out, whether it was nice weather, crappy weather, they didn't care. And they appreciated good defense. You know, we, we'd lose a game 6-3 to three and they'd be happy as hell. Mm. <laughs> yeah, crazy. right. As long as it wasn't Green Bay. As long as it wasn't Green Bay. You know, I'm not happy. I shouldn't say that. But, you know, they, they really appreciated good defense. And you look at the lineage there of defensive players. You know, Bill George. Dick Buckus, Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson. I could go on and on about linebackers there. Um, just the lineage there and the, the history of great defensive players that played there before me. Well, you know, everybody talks about Dick Buckus, but the year they won that Super Bowl, you know, with Singletary, with Wilbur Marshall, who they acquired from Washington, and Otis Wilson, you know, that famed uh, 46 defense. But those linebackers, yeah. I mean, everyone talks about Mike Singletary, and rightfully so. But I got to tell you, yeah. Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson, they, they were just, they were freaking lights out on that defense. Yeah, they're so underrated. And I have a ton of respect for Mike Singletary, don't get me wrong, but those two guys, don't get enough um, chatter for what they did. You know, I, when you watch film on that defense, and we watch, I've watched a bunch, Sure, those two flash. You know, they made some big plays. Mike was the freaking, no, no doubt, the soul of that defense. But those two guys made the flash plays and the big plays. Uh, but Mike always got them right. You know, he was always a guy to get everybody lined up, and he made some big plays himself. But those two we're about as solid as you're going to find at their position. Of course, you know this better than anybody. When you have a dent in front of you, a McMichael, a Fridge, I mean, you know, a Dan Hampton, I mean, that makes your life yeah. a hell of a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, I played behind some pretty damn good d as well, and it's always a lot easier. They make things a lot more clear for you. How about that? Because they uh, they make those linemen make decisions really fast. <laughs> so sure. it's, a, it's nice when you got a couple of Hall of Famers playing in front. Well, none of the guys I've played with are in the Hall of Fame yet. But I think there's one coming soon, Julius Peppers. You know, you talk about all those great players. You talk about the best part was playing uh, for those fans. What is your relationship like now with the Bears organization? So it's, you know what? We moved to Arizona a few years ago, and I really don't, so we don't get their games on TV. I don't really seek out football games I want to watch. I don't get the direct TV package. I don't really care about a lot of the games. So if it's there on TV, what we may watch, but our life doesn't revolve around uh, watching football on Sundays. But uh, I'm still a fan. I, I wish them well all the time. But I just don't have a lot of contact yeah. with. Uh, and you know, I, I was actually I talked to Nagy quite a bit when he was there. I, I did enjoy our conversation. Um, but not a lot of talk with my sub uh, between me and the uh, Bears right now. I did talk to the new head coach Eber Plus. I like that hire, by the way. I think he's a great coach. You're still young. Uh, your son is in high school. But what's next for you? I mean, I know you love playing golf. You love retirement. But can you do this for the rest of your life? Could you see yourself getting into coaching? That's a great question. I, I haven't got bored yet. I told myself, when I, as long as I'm not bored, I'll keep doing this, and I'm enjoying 
like you said, my son's a sophomore. My daughter's a junior in high school. I was also a junior in college as well, my daughter. But I don't know. You know, I, I don't see myself coaching because I, I, um, they work a lot. You know, I really respect how, um, especially NFL, they're in there 90, 100 hours a week working and just to get the players ready to play. College, I, I don't know if I could recruit or not. Um, so I don't know. I, I, there's got to be something, in, you know, around maybe I just do something outside of football. I don't know. But, but as of right now, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing, riding my mountain bike every day golfing two or three days a week and do a little bit of traveling man riding your mountain bike in the phoenix arizona area what's that like how, how i mean you're not you're not eric burns caliber right so what do you how, how much do you ride on your bike burns burns is a triathlete right? he like 100 miles dude did you hear day. hey did you hear what he did yesterday for his 47th birthday uh, he got on the tread no he got on the treadmill listen to this bro he got on the treadmill and ran 47 miles He's a nut. I mean, first of all, my back, I, I, after the first mile and a half, my back would be locked up. And he's lucky because, you know, he's, he's a smaller guy and he, maybe he doesn't have the back. My back would be so tight, but he, he, I'm not on his, I don't think I'm on his conditioning level. I ride, I'll ride 150 miles a week, maybe, uh, between, between the mountains and wow. the road, which is pretty good. You know, yeah. I, I'll tell you why. I love to eat. So I, I, uh, I got to burn off the calories so I can get ahead for my next meal so I don't get, so I don't get fat. You know, I think one of the things that when I look at your career, the one thing that stands out to me more than the Pro Bowls, more than the Defensive Player of the Year, more than the Super Bowl, is that you lined up and had your ass out on the field every single Sunday starting 180 of 182 games. You must be so proud of that when you look at what athletes do these days and guys taking some Sundays off. In the NBA, we see guys taking games off all the time. That wasn't you, man. Yeah. You were never going to take a game off. Yeah, there was, I had an opportunity to, to – we were out of the playoffs one year. It was actually the – and uh, I had a chance to sit out a game. I was like, why the hell would I ever want to sit out a game? This last game didn't mean anything. We are out of the playoffs. We were 7-8. and eight, And I was like, 8-8 eight and eight's a lot, hell of a lot better than 7-9. and nine. And then you know what happened in that game, Grant? I blew my knee out. So oh. There were two, two minutes to go in the game. I ended up uh, tearing my PCL and MCL. Uh, but – you know, I, I don't want to be on the field. I love play. That's why you practice all week long. That's why you do the off-season workouts so you can play. When you're healthy, obviously, you want to be a part of the game. And I, I just love playing. I love being out there with my teammates. You know, based on what you're saying with your activity, your golf, your, your mountain bike riding and everything, I mean, for all of the downs that you put in, all of the years, all of the practices, you appear to be in really good shape and good condition based on everything. Is that Would that be accurate? You're right. Physically, I feel pretty good. You know, like I said, my back gets tight. That's about the worst thing. I, and I dislocated my wrist one year. It's sore, but that's, you know, whatever. I can still play golf and, and shoot hoops when I want to. But I was very fortunate to not have any major, major injuries. My knee filled up now from that injury I just talked about. But, yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty uh, pretty mobile. I can do most of the things I want to do. If you now, could... I'll, say, I'll say this. I haven't ran full speed. Right. <laughs> since about – I pulled up my hamstring playing in a softball game <laughs> about four years ago. Oh, my God. That was the last time I uh, – I tried to run full speed, so I don't do that anymore. Brian, if you could go back and replay one game in your football yeah. career, do you have a game that it would be? Would it be the Super Bowl or would it be another it would be game? Super, yeah, the Super Bowl for sure. And there's not there's a couple plays in my mind that I think I could have affected the game in a big way. There was a fumble in like the third quarter. There, uh, Mark Anderson caused a fumble, and the ball was bouncing towards our end zone, and I tried to dive on it instead of pick it up and score. Mm. And there was some traffic around, but that play in the game, the first play of the game, I had a tip pass. I feel like if I just jump a little earlier, I pick it. Uh, you know, that's the game, though, because it was the biggest game of my career. You know, Super Bowl is the biggest one ever. And 
there's a couple plays I thought I could have affected the game uh, to change the direction of the game. Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage as a middle linebacker and trying to figure out all of the changes. How challenging was that? You know, we just played what we'll be called in the huddle. You know, we, we didn't know if he was checking or it was BS or what. You, I mean, only he knows and our offense knows what he was really doing. We didn't know. So we just got to – and I'll say this. Before, he, he did it a lot more after they beat us that game, actually. Leading up to there, it wasn't a whole lot of chatter at the line of scrimmage in that game. But we just basically played our cover, too. And um, if they wanted to check, they could check, and we would just keep playing our defense. The Chicago fans, as you talked about, but that whole sports scene, when I had Robbie Gold on, he talked to me about getting wrapped up in everything in that city, With you know, whether it was the Bulls or the Blackhawks or the Cubs, you know, where he's had he's been at Wrigley Field to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game and the seventh inning stretch. Did you get caught mm-hmm. up in the whole Chicago sports scene when you were there? Not at Better as Robbie, obviously. So I, I did. I did throw out the first pitch um, and sang the seven things stretch early on in my career. I think my first couple of years, I did that. Then I never. I've never been to a hockey game. Um, wow. I, I went to one or two. Yeah, I, I grew up in New Mexico, so we're not. I'm not a big hockey fan. I, I, and I know we had a great hockey team there in Chicago. And you know the Bulls games. I think I went to two in my career, and maybe. And I grew. I actually grew up watching the Cubs and the Braves because of WGN and TBS in the summers. But I may have went to five Cubs games when I when I was there. I just wasn't. I, I man, everything was so far and hard to get to in Chicago. So sure. it was a pain in the butt, and I just didn't. Unless my kids wanted to go, I didn't go. And the Bulls were not good when you were there, right? I mean, that was obviously years after Jordan, Pippen, and they weren't that good, were they? They weren't as good as right. they have been. How about that? <laughs> they were good, but they weren't their best years. And I just missed Michael Paul's guys. You know, I think Michael came back in 2001. And played for the, I think it was the Bullets or the Wizards. I'm not sure. Yeah, the Wizards, then, right? The Wizards. Yeah. The Wizards back then. So I, uh, you know, I missed all of his heyday, which was terrible. I got to tell you, you know, being an NBA announcer, and I've told this, I did the NBA for 32 years, and I will tell you that yep. being at the old Chicago Stadium before they moved into the new United Center for the first three years, and we only played there once a year. West played the East twice, once at home and once on the road. But I had yeah. I had the I started announcing Magic Johnson, Kareem, that whole era. But I will tell you, in my thirty-two years, when I was at Chicago Stadium and the Bulls were playing, and when Ray Clay would announce the starting five, it is the only place. The wait a minute, the only time that I would take my headset off so I could take in the ambiance and the atmosphere. And I will tell you, I used to get chills. And I used to tell myself as I was sitting there how freaking lucky I was to be announcing in this building at this moment. And every year I was there, I I used to remind myself of how damn lucky I was. I can't even begin to tell you what it was like to be at the old Chicago Stadium when the Bulls were being introduced. Well, everyone knows that theme song, right? When they go yes. on that. Yep. Uh, yep. You, you play that song, people are like, oh, the Bulls. Yep. Uh, that's what I think of because I used to be a Bulls fan growing up. But, yeah, I mean, what a place. I, I never got to go, obviously, but I, I've watched, you know, obviously on TV and stuff like that and heard the song. But I can't even imagine being in there while it was actually going on, the, the, how loud it could have been. So when you're growing up in New Mexico, what the hell is that like? I know you have high school, you went to college there, but no, I'm serious. Like, you know, you go from New Mexico to Chicago. I mean, Jesus, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It was a little different, you know. You know I honestly, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I was a kid, we went from football to basketball to track or baseball. That's what we did year-round. In the summer, you went and you worked out and then you worked. And I, I mowed yards when I was younger. Then I was a lifeguard for a couple of years. And I worked at a, a oil company. I just so many – I just – I stayed busy. There's not a whole lot going on down there, Grant. I'll tell you what, there's not a lot to do. Um, <laughs> right. But you got, we, we stayed busy. You know, we were always active. 
Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to do in my hometown, but it was a good thing for me because it made me concentrate on sports in school. Does it bother you now to see the one sport athlete at a, such a young age? You talked about playing everything. And when I was growing uh, up, I played everything. I thought it was so beneficial. I think you would say the same thing. Does that bother you now when you see at such a young age, uh, boys and girls are being persuaded and almost forced to only play one sport? It's annoying. You're right. They are being pushed to play a certain sport. And I mean, I, I would get burned out, I feel like, if my parents or whoever was pushing me towards that sport, I would get burned out on that sport, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think that was the best thing for me is to play multiple sports. It's the best way to be an athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but football and basketball, and like I said, we go to track or baseball. But, yeah, I mean, I, I told my son, and my, I say that, but I'm not pushing my son just to be a football player, but he, only, he runs uh, he runs track and plays football. He skipped out on basketball this year. But I just say, like, if you have the option to play them all, uh, it's so much better for you to have that diversity as a as an athlete. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what did you shoot today, man? How is that golf game? I used to watch you a little bit up in Tahoe, and boy, you hit the yeah. hell out of the ball, man. You just killed the ball. It's so frustrating. My golf game is, is – I shot 79. Um, I just cannot – I'm not consistent. It's very frustrating. You know, the last two weeks ago, <laughs> I shoot 73, 74, 75. I'm like, all right, I got it figured out. I'm good. Today was the first time I broke 80 in four rounds. I, just, I don't get it. It's so frustrating. Well, you're out there playing, man. Life could be worse, right? Oh yeah, you could have it. Yeah, I'm not mad. It was, you know, today we're whining because it was only 67 degrees here today. We're very <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. Hey, listen, man, I really always enjoy catching up with you. You're awesome. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Stay healthy, and we'll do it again. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Grant. I appreciate talking to you, man. Take care, brother. It is now time for our Crowd Ultra Q and A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe. I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Ernie asks, who decides who's the commissioner of a league? The owners do. Luke asks, is this one of the most boring weeks in sports of the year? It is. As soon as the football season is over, the schedule comes to a screeching halt, especially over NBA All-Star Weekend. You are 100% correct. It is, without a doubt, the most boring week in sports of the year. Bryce asks, do you think LeBron could return to Cleveland before retiring? I would say it is highly unlikely. Jake asks, who's your favorite retirement or Hall of Fame speech? Or what's your favorite retirement or Hall of Fame speech? Very good question. I couldn't just name one or two. I mean, over the years, there have been so many phenomenal retirement and Hall of Fame speeches. It's an excellent question. I'd have to give this a lot of thought. I'd have to do some really uh, thorough research. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if I have an answer for that, but it's an excellent question. Rob asks, what's your take 
on the NFL Combine boycott. You know, Rob, I don't care. I really don't. It doesn't interest me one way or the other. I, I just think, get me to the draft. Get me to week one of the National Football League. All the other stuff, you know, the OTAs, the scouting combine. I don't care. I really don't. I, I have no interest in it. I just don't. Jimbo asked, how do you feel about the LeBron story with him coming out and saying, quote, my last year will be played with my son. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. First of all, is his son a no-doubt surefire NBA player? That's first and foremost. I mean, I would think a team would love to sign LeBron James for one year. Why wouldn't you? And I'm not saying he'd be a tremendous player, but from a marketing aspect, I mean, be huge. Absolutely huge. Jake asks, are you surprised Aaron Donald is considering retirement? Jake, I'll answer that question this way. I'll believe it when I see it. Sean asks, the MLB has postponed spring training through March 5th. Do you expect spring training to be postponed further or canceled? We're going to find out this week, Sean. This is their last week to get a deal done to have the season start on time. So ask me that question after this week. Kyle asks, which of the newly hired NFL coaches do you see having the most success? I see the coach with the most talent and the best quarterback having success. The quarterback that's the best, I think, will translate right into the coach having success. It is a quarterback-driven league. There have been a lot of coaching changes, and if you've got a good quarterback, you've got a chance to succeed. I know I didn't answer your question specifically, but you tell me, of the new coaches, which one went to the best opportunity based on the quarterback? Hey, that is our CrowdUltra Q&A. Again, just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question right here on the podcast. It's time for Rants. And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company. Audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. I didn't watch All-Star Weekend, but I did see the highlights from the Slam Dunk Contest. Or, I mean, they call them highlights. What the hell has happened to that portion of All-Star Weekend? You remember when it used to be really, really good? You know, when you had Michael Jordan in it? when you had Dominic Wilkins, when you had the stars. I mean, you need to look up who the hell was even in the contest. I mean, if you're not an absolute crazy, hardcore NBA fan, you wouldn't even have known who those players were that were performing in the slam dunk contest. Either get the biggest stars, the guys that dunk, either get them involved, give them a hell of an incentive to put on a show, or maybe, just maybe the slam dunk contest has run its course. I mean, how boring can that be? Seriously. And the highlights to me, I'm like, wait a minute. This is the slam dunk contest? Just terrible. Uh, that, you know, the three-point shooting contest to me is still the, the same, right? But the uh, slam dunk contest, really, that's what we have to deal with now in the NBA moving forward? Uh, the last couple of years have not been good. But based on what I saw from this past weekend, uh, why even have the damn thing? What do you think? Let me know. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Once again, my thanks to Brian Urlacher for joining me right here. Hope you had a fabulous holiday weekend. 
Look forward to having you on Friday's podcast right here. If you don't like that with Grant Napier, be sure and listen weekday afternoons, three o'clock Pacific. I will be live on Listen App. Thanks again, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.